Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. Thank you so much for tuning us in and turning us on. We got a great show for everybody today. Um, One of the things I love is I love how as we evolve, as we take steps forward, especially with what I do, I get to meet the most incredible people. And I'm really blessed that I've got the team here that we've got here. You know, I was just saying to Richard before we came on was here we have Jacob on the one hand who, if you see anything from our television version of this, that's Jacob. Then we've got Benny on the other side who Benny and I have been with since 2003. And we've evolved into the world of media so we can connect with all of you and give you the kind of programming that you desire. That is one of the greatest blessings I think about in my life. And yet I'm so fascinated in awe that even after doing this 17 years, and some of you have been with us for 17 years, I get to meet people that are so incredibly connected and in touch with the energies of the universe that it just has me step back for a minute. And so today, Contacts with the Gods from Space Pathway to New Age, Richard Lawrence, you know, best-selling author. And, 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 and right now, when we're talking about a glimpse into UFOs and channeling and New Age, we are now here in the United States in a very interesting time. I never thought in my lifetime, I did not think in my lifetime that we would have access to information that our government has pretty much kept under wraps. But lo and behold, somehow in an executive order signature, in a bill that had nothing to do with information, we now are going to be able to have information revealed. But why is that important in the world we live in now? What is it about this connection that we're so longing for. Today, telling you, we're going to be talking with Richard, not just about what we feel, what we see, what we hear, what he's learned, but this is a movement. And when you think about a movement of mind, body, spirit, what do you think about what comes to mind for you? He is somebody that is not just the author of this fabulous book, Contacts with the Gods from Space, Pathway to New Age, but also there's a connection in his life, which we're going to talk about today, Dr. George King. Richard, it is so great to have you here today. I want to welcome you to the show and welcome you to a conversation that I am so excited to have with you. 
It's great to be on your show, Dr. Pat. And thank you so much for inviting me. So a little bit stunned. I don't know if y'all in the UK have picked up on this, but we really did have an event. And I think it was in December. And and it was kind of a, an interesting event. And the reason I'm talking about it is we're coming up on this blood moon that's coming yeah, around yeah. tomorrow. Powerful blood moon, powerful blood moon in Sagittarius, fire signs. There's a lot of conversation about what this means. But information is in an interesting place in the world. Hidden in a bill in the United States, not hidden, but it was in there, I, it, yeah. COVID relief bill. Was some line in there that says, oh, and by the way, let's release this information. So here's my question to you. In all the years you've been doing this, has the energy changed? Are we becoming more open? Are we ready and uh, ready to allow to receive? Massive change, Dr. Pat, um, because up to really the last couple of years, and particularly the last few months, for many, it was a subject of ridicule. And we had to put up with a stigma, really. Those of us who spoke out, and before me, you mentioned Dr. George King, and he was the person, actually, he's the main author of Contacts with the Gods from Space. I was the co-author. That's the last book he published in his lifetime. And he was campaigning on this in the 1950s. Uh, He had a rally in a place in London called Trafalgar Square, which is like a really big sort of... Uh, well it's a square it's a big uh, gathering place and he had a rally then for demanding the truth about what they used to call flying saucers right and you can imagine what sort of reception he had from the press and and from newspapers which as of last week big newspapers in britain there's one called the daily telegraph one called the daily mail are coming out with whole pages now saying that ufos are real um, and that's after this. And, and even I myself, when I first started campaigning quite intensively in the 1980s onwards, you went out then and you said, well, you know, governments are lying to you. They're, they're, they are keeping information from you. There are X-files. They really do exist. Uh, you would be, um, well, you'd be accused of being a bit of a paranoid uh, sort of person uh, for even thinking that governments would lie about it. Uh, now, nobody believes a word governments say. Everything's changed <laughs> altogether. So if you went out and said Look, the governments are telling the truth, you'd be thought of as a bit unusual. But on this subject, yes, that's one of the big changes, Dr. Pat, is that it's no longer a stigma with most people. And people who still laugh at it are really um, childish. That's the most polite word I could use. And yet... Let's talk about behavior for a moment, because I want to talk about behavior before we jump into spirituality, because I love what you just said. And and here is the way this has gone. I mean, how many people have been committed to asylums? And that's the old word that was used, right? We Mm -hmm. don't use that word much anymore. Yeah. Literally, not too long ago, the word asylum was used. And thank you, Batman, for bringing that, that word back. Because what it really meant is if you said you saw something or and you so believed it or you talked about your experience, you were considered abnormal just the way you talked about. The consequences were severe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yet here you are talking about insights, talking about spirituality. And 
let's fast forward to where we are now. I am blown away by how many television shows, how many shows in our pop culture, how many blockbuster movies, how many dot, 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 you fill in the blank, that focusing on this phenomenon and also the phenomenon of the bridge of spirituality and science. What are your thoughts? Absolutely agree with you completely. And um, there has, you know, I've noticed a change. I mean, I started, for example, talking about psychic development a lot. And that was the first book I wrote on the lines that, because I used to do radio shows as a big station over here in London called LBC, big, big sort of national, now it's national uh, show. And we used to get people phoning up with their psychic experiences. And these weren't practicing psychics. I mean, we had those too, but these were ordinary, so-called ordinary people who'd had these amazing experiences they'd never been able to talk about. Uh, without, as again, being ridiculed or, you know, are you all right in the head or et cetera, all that nonsense. And we tend to think now, of course, some of the things we take for granted, I mean, let's just take a very contentious subject, uh, slavery. Uh, when the campaigners spoke about that in Britain, certainly just about 200 years ago, um, they were thought of as ridiculous um, they were thought of as people, even the serious people in Parliament and so on, that you know you you would have thought might be taken seriously. They said, "Well, you're throwing your careers away on a trifling matter, um, and actually, it's all a load of rubbish, and you, you're eccentrics, etc." They even people like that, even people who spoke about electricity at first, were regarded as nutcases, uh, so-called nutcases. Nice. Uh, people who spoke about the telephone, I mean, I think they were ridiculed. Um, and you can go on and on and on, can't you? But UFOs, the strange thing about UFOs is it's such an obvious thing. I mean, why on earth would anyone think we're alone in the universe or that it's unusual to talk about life on other planets or that they couldn't be more advanced than us or that they couldn't reach us? And then, of course, the mistake people make, I find, sometimes, is to say, well, look, if they existed... They would prove themselves. They would land openly. They would, and we give them a whole agenda based on what we think people would do. Whereas actually, we've got to look at what they actually do do because they aren't from this world. And so we can't, super, you know, guess or get double guess or assume their psychology. And you know what? We can't double guess or assume our own psychology. Right. <laughs> I mean, you, you know, we're, we're trying to figure out each other. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, your point is really well taken. And I want to really follow up with that with you, because one of the things that I bumped up against and we're going to go ahead, Benny and, and Jacob and skip this break. You know, naive. Call me naive. People call me idealist. Benny, I think, calls me Pollyanna Patty. There's a couple words, but. I'm this kind of person that enters the world, you know, and my eyes are wide open. And, you know, when I decided to go back to school, um, I thought I'm going to go back to school. Psychology is great. Going to do that. But boy, I really want to understand the spiritual aspect of this. I really want to understand why Carl Jung in a letter, reply letter to Bill Wilson talked about by the way Jung was responsible for the entire spiritual experience aspect of all the 12-step programs and never really got credit for it no. but in a letter he talked about and there was a line from the letter 
where he said, I was so misunderstood. Mm-hmm. I, I should have said more about the spiritual experience. And in this one letter, you can feel, I mean, for me, I studied you, but I, I could feel his pain mm-hmm. and the restraint. Is it time, Richard, is it time for us to really bust that open now? Is it time for us yeah. to hail spirituality, regardless, psychology, sociology, it doesn't matter? I, I would say absolutely yes, because it's key to our being. And, you know, people talk about suppression. They talk about sexual repression and the damage mm-hmm. that can do. They talk about mental repression and many, but they don't talk about spiritual repression or soul repression, if you like, which is a more important aspect of our being, I would say, even than the, the lower mental aspects. And that can cause great damage. Um, I mean, Carl Jung, as you, I mean, I, I have his red book, you know, the red, he, and he, uh, of course, as you know, claimed actually one of the things he claimed was to receive communications from Laozi. Yep. Uh, now that, I mean, he, he, you know, he felt he couldn't say at the time, I suppose, and you can see why. But I come back to Dr. King because yes. Dr. King, I mean, he went on national television in, in Britain and, and in America and not only talked about flying saucers and the truth about them and the fact that governments were lying about them, which we now know, and all the rest of it, he channeled communications from beings from other worlds publicly. Um, And that, of course, is another bridge which has to be crossed, if you like, the mediumship or the channeling bridge, which isn't to say uh, that everybody who's claiming to channel necessarily is, even if they believe they are, doesn't mean they're lying, but it is something which needs to be sooner or later addressed. So I, I, yes, to answer your question, yes, I think it's particularly channeling and what mediumship really is has got to be thrown wide open and looked at because there, in terms of the messages from interplanetary beings, I think lies the answer. And I want to I talk to you about this because I, it's one thing for you and I to have a chat about it today, but what is sort of the evidence of people showing up and doing this here let me just give you an example i really want to talk about because i want to talk about dr king and what you're doing in relationship uh with dr king and the insights in the book Mm -hmm. so we stumble upon a woman her name is gloria rodriguez glow she goes by glow Mm -hmm. pretty much under the radar up until now And this is a woman that has fully come out and is talking about portals and talking about portal communication and travel with the ETs. Now, I'm not saying she's not going to get scrutiny. I'm not saying you don't get scrutiny. No, we should do. We should do. But we're coming out. This is almost like a coming out party. So let me ask you this question. Given everything you know, giving the work of Dr. King, King, given all of this, what are you most excited about? Clearly, you're doing a podcast. Clearly, we're talking about freedom. In a world, by the way, where we have channels, Facebook, social media, all of these, monitoring what we say and censoring us right now. So I want to know from you, What are you most excited about so we can bust through the roof and say, people, we hear you? 
Well, what I'm personally most excited about, why I'm doing this particular podcast, which is called The Spiritual Freedom Show, is because a particular set of teachings that were delivered through Dr. King in 1961, so we're talking 60 years ago, in, in Hollywood, in California, uh, to a small uh, audience there, um, it, which is called The Nine Freedoms, I have been practicing those since I was at university. So I, I've been practicing those for over 40 years, quite a bit over. Actually, yeah, is it 50 yet? It will be soon, that long. And I have found that they really work. I mean, I found it in many, many levels. And it, even recently, I found one particular aspect of those teachings really does work, which is the aspect of service to others leading to in towards enlightenment leading to the unfoldment of what used to be called and often is still called actually kundalini but very misunderstood and your inner powers your inner realizations your inner abilities but achieving those through service particularly spiritual service but any service is fantastic um, and why that works and how that works and how everybody can do it it's like a win-win situation because your, your, your main motivation is helping other people in one way or another, and there's numerous ways to help people, uh, but you gain the benefit yourself too, and it really does lead, and, it, and, and I've experienced this personally. I'm not saying I've gone all the way. I certainly haven't. I'm still learning, but I have really discovered that this teaching called the Nine Freedoms absolutely works. So that's what I'm really excited about, and that's why I'm doing the Spiritual Freedom Show. And we're going to talk more about that because the fact that you're doing a Spiritual Freedom Show and the fact that I'm launching something that I've, I've, I've held on to for over a decade called Street Smart Spirituality, Love here it. we are, we're coming out. Now, I want to tell you yeah. a little bit and, and want you to comment on it. Okay. I started to do this show, and I told you it goes back to 03, and mm -hmm. I graduated from a program from California, a school, Claremont. And I'm oh, yeah. standing out in California. I had just taken a road trip and I'm holding these two, what we call thunder eggs. I think I have them, Jacob. I'll have to go during a break and get them. And I'm holding them like this. And the dean out of the school sees me in a picture holding these thunder eggs and says, she cannot work with any student here. She is standing there holding crystals. This is a school of psychology. Then the reality is I graduate and I think I am going to help people in psychology and spirituality. And I find out that in my state, I can't use that word. Now, Go. we have come a long way. Yeah, I know. I, but trust me, uh, I walked yeah. away from clinical psychology in 2003. Right. But have we made progress from there to here, in your view? I'm not an expert on psychology. I, I've been to Claremont, though. I, I gave a lecture on contacts with the gods from space in Claremont, actually. In um, <laughs> What year was Barnes that? Barnes and Noble. Barnes and Noble. <laughs> a long time ago. But, okay. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I think, uh, to be serious, I think, yes, I think we have. I think... You mentioned Jung. I mean, he, I'm sure, realized the sort of missing link in a lot of psychology is spirituality, as we said mm -hmm. earlier. And I think we've progressed, but we certainly haven't arrived 
um, and, and I'm, I'm sure, but it isn't my field, but I'm sure there are still a lot of stigmas in, in, in that area. Um, and it doesn't have I, to be psychology. I mean, yeah. think about what we go through with science and spirituality because yeah that's fascinating oh that, my that gosh. really is you know yeah. the name of the organization that uh, i'm secretary of have been for over 40 years over here but the dr king founded is the Ethereus society yep. and that's the mystical concept of ether uh, and that's if you like in mystically speaking the fifth element and he used to say that the beings that communicated and channeled through him and may I say, may I just echo your words about scrutiny? I absolutely agree. I mean, you've got to discriminate carefully. Don't take my word for anything. Don't take anyone's because I'm not saying that everyone who claims to channel beings from other worlds is. I'm not saying they don't think they are. I'm not saying they're a con man or something. But they may not be. There could be something else going on. You've got to discriminate carefully. But in Dr. King's case, he was really, really highly trained and uh, he, he's, he pioneered. So I think the change is afoot, but I still think we've got a big uh, bridge to cross in terms of people understanding inner mm. realization and how you can tell the, the true from the false, what's a genuine experience, what isn't. Um, I mean, I, I came across a thing once that to the average person, the genius could look much like the psychotic person because they both are behaving out of the norm. And in yeah. fact, there's a gulf between the genius and the psychotic person. So it is a question of careful discrimination. And I do think we've got a lot of ground to cover on the inner plane, so the inner realization level still. You know, one of the things I love in your book, and there's a lot of things, I want to talk about cosmic health when we come back from break. But I want to talk about your reference to the cosmic transmission delivered through Dr. George King. And, and one of the things you say, they've gone further than any of the writings, right? Oh, yeah. uh, any of the writings on earth to explain the true history of mankind. That yes. is a powerful statement. So let me just share this insight and then we're going to go to break. I watch a show called Debris. It's a television show. It's a series. Right. First time out of the gate. I don't know why I'm fascinated by it. That's another show. But I watched it last night, and I'm prepared for this show today. And when you go to Dr. King's site, okay, and mm -hmm. everybody, let me just tell you, uh, I'm going to send you to Richard, but I'm going to, drgeorgeking.org. When you go to his site, there is a picture of him. Uh, and it's Dr. George King at inauguration of Operation Prayer Power at Lake Powell, Utah. There he is. There's a device. And there are people off to the side. Last night, this was so eerie to me. I am watching this show, Richard. Yes. The entire scene of the show looked exactly. So exactly everything from people gathering, everything from the position of Dr. King. If you look at that episode from last night and compare it to this, it's almost as if what did they see this picture or is something telling them that need, they need to portray this picture? It was so close. And had I not been doing this interview with you, I would have never really gone here. I've never seen the picture. And then I'm watching the episode. And I don't know if Jacob and I can pull a clip from that episode up. 
but there is an exact scene of someone like Dr. King, a machine like the one he's got, and people gathering in the same way. And I was just it on a, there, was it in a different oh. sort of like a, a mountain environment, like exactly, grass? exactly. Okay, so that could be footage because um, you know we have been covered by quite a few TV crews doing that very mission, which is called Operation Prayer Power, uh, particularly in Devon, in England, but elsewhere too, and yep. inside buildings. There's quite a bit of coverage out there by yep. I mean, Vice and others have covered this, so maybe they 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 used it. I think what they did is, I could make up a story, but that this was a show of actors. It wasn't the footage, but I they see. literally, if you compared that scene in, in an mm. act, I mean, this is like television. It's an entertainment. So you're yeah. thinking, ah, where did they get this from? And then yeah. you look at this. It is so eerie. When we come back from break, this is really fascinating to me and everybody listening, I believe. Are we getting cosmic help? Are we awake and aware to get it? Are we truly understand the power of this? And the last thing I want to say is it's showing up in our pop culture in ways that we absolutely are in awe about. So are we getting the messages to create a show like Debris or Avatar or any of these other things? Are we getting messages to really show things that we call entertainment, which are very close to what you've discovered? Um, Richard, how do we find out more about you? How do we listen to your podcast? Oh, my gosh. I mean, I'm like on the edge of the seat listening to you. Please tell us how we do all of the above and also get a copy of this book because we're going to hit this book next. Okay. Thank you, Dr. Pat. So uh, people need to, what I would suggest people do actually as a first port of call is go to this website, A-E-T-H-E-R-I-U-S, which I mentioned, ethereus.org. And there you'll get a, definitely get a link to lots of material and footage. And you mentioned Dr. George King's website too, which is a beautiful website about him uh, in quite a personal way, actually, about his life, because he's an absolute one-off. With Dr. King, you've got two alternatives. He's either the real thing or he isn't. Um, There's no sort of middle ground with Dr. George King. I mean, I'm lucky. I knew him. I was in touch with him pretty well every day uh, for the the last years, probably for 20 years of his life, actually, either on the phone or with him or depending where he was. But I know he's genuine. I've had too many experiences with him, I've been in the room when, you know, just before the Chernobyl accident in Russia, when he was getting a, communi- a warning communication, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, I realise people coming along, they're going to say, well, why should I believe in this man or not? And by all means, question. If you want to go to my website, that's richardlawrence.co.uk. And there you'll see quite a lot of the latest uh, UFO releases, which you were mentioning at the beginning of the show, Dr. Pat, uh, which have come out. And you'll see quite a few clips, um, uh, you know, about that, not just about myself, but about what's going on on the UFO front. And there's a big warning I'd like to just give, which is, and we were warned about this, we, the world, was warned about this in 1958, and it was published, and I put on my homepage a front cover of the magazine in which it was published by the Ethereum Society, the magazine's called Cosmic Voice, that when they start to release information, for the, and it will happen eventually, that was said, they will then start to pretend, or they may well start to pretend, that the 
UFOs are hostile, that they are a threat to us, that they are not friendly. That was the warning given uh, well over 60 years ago. And it, that's something that could happen next month. So let's stand by and see. Yeah, that's what, let's stand by and see. And when we come back, what does any and all of that mean? Uh, Jacob, I just sent you a website and a clip of one of the images from that episode with the mountain in the background. Of course, it's a little black and white, and I'm hoping you can get it and put it up. Let's take a short break. When we come back, cosmic help. Have we been getting it all along? Have we needed it? Have we created things from getting and receiving cosmic help? You know, why is it some of the great, let's call them thinkers of our time, Einstein, Jung, you can go on and on, masters, master Jesus. What is it about their relationship with the cosmos that has guided humanity? That's for Richard. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back, everyone. Hi, everyone. I'm the host of Nothing But Now, Mindful Living with Dr. Mary Angela McGuire on Transformation Talk Radio. I share ideas, insights, and tools you can use to release yourself from fearful and negative thinking and live from a place of clarity and confidence. Please join me in each show where we challenge ourselves to change together. Please go to my website, mcguirelifecoach.com. That's mcguirelifecoach.com. See you next time. Hi, I'm Trish Laub from A Cup of Comfort, where we talk about care hero topics that nobody wants to talk about. Here's your care hero tip of the day. During all care hero journeys, the need to keep track of a lot of information arises, some of it critical. Possibly the greatest challenge care heroes face is the gathering and organizing of information. Just as every trade has a power tool, whether an electric drill or a laptop, my family's care hero power tool was the three ring binder. We generated a mini library of labeled three ring binders, one for each category of information, complemented with additional spiral notebooks used to detail medical appointments and episodes. This unfussy and convenient system of binders helped my family stay organized and able to deliver the dignified care and end of life my parents desired. Tune into my show to learn more. See you on the second and fourth Tuesday of the month at 12 Pacific here on Transformation Talk Radio. Feel free to reach out to me at info at The truth is funny. Shift Happens with Colette Marie Steffen is excited to welcome Karen Benton as a monthly guest host. Tune in on the third Wednesday of each month at 8 a.m. Pacific time to regain confidence and trust in your capacity to create change in your life, your health, your family, and your well-being. Karen Benton is a mother, nurse practitioner, certified body talk practitioner, Franklin Method instructor, and owner of Limitless Living LLC. For more information about Karen, visit karenbenton.com. The vibration of change, that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement, from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. If you're like I am, it can be rather elusive to get there, but when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, don't you? And it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance. From the quality of that inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. On the Christine Upchurch Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. 
Join me, Christine Upchurch, every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on KKNW AM 1150 and Transformation Talk Radio and learn new ways to step into your vibration of change. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. So great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. And I want to say I'm so thrilled to be talking with Richard, Richard Lawrence today, international bestselling author. You can find a lot of information about Richard by going to richardlawrence.co.uk. Please take a look at what he's doing. Please make sure that you're listening to um, his podcast, The Spiritual Freedom Show. Incredible. And what we're talking about here today is this connection, right? This connection that we talk about, contacts with the gods from space, pathway to the new age. Um, We, you know, what we've been talking about a little bit, Richard, is we've been talking a little bit about Dr. King, but I want to flip over and talk about the book a little bit. Um, Well, actually more than a little bit, you know. As I was reading it, and I was reading about the true history of mankind, there were so many things that I pinpointed or got to. There were two things in particular, cosmic help and space message. And what do I mean by that? Cosmic help. Are we, as a species, so self-absorbed that we do believe we had figured all this out by ourselves? Um, I think so. I mean, you know, 400 years ago, poor old Galileo was in trouble, wasn't he, for just saying we're not the centre of the universe. That's not very long in our history ago. Um, And yet this, I think a lot of people forget, they think that UFOs, flying saucers, now they call them UAPs. They've rebranded it, by the way. This is now unidentified aerial phenomena. Whatever you call them, these have been with us through history. You're absolutely right. And they, in fact, one of the best sources for them is the Bible. I know, don't certainly don't wish to offend anyone, but it's absolutely full of extraterrestrial spacecraft and contacts. And also, of course, the, the Hindu scripts are a fantastic source book about UFOs. They have a word, Vimana. It's a much better word, actually, than flying saucer. It's a, it's a beautiful celestial chariot. And these are described in some detail. So this is a very, very ancient phenomenon. Uh, I mentioned earlier that some people say, well, if they landed, they would do this or they would do that or they'd contact, they'd land in Washington. or they. We can't look at it that way. We have to say, look, what do they do? And what have they done over thousands of years? And what they have done is make selected contacts with certain individuals. And I also believe, and it's clearly explained in the book, they've come at certain times. So certain great, not all the masters, by the way, but certain, a master is not just a male term. May I quickly say that? There are great female masters. But certain of the masters have come from other worlds, and that's the concept of an avatar. Uh, That's why you have the concept of a virgin birth, which is not unique to Jesus, actually. And you have these intelligences being born at certain times. And this is, again, contentious, but I believe Jesus was one, Buddha was another. There's one thing, actually, when I was at university and I heard about the Aetherius Society first, one of the first things I was drawn to, because I was already very, very serious about yoga and advanced Raja yoga, you know, yoga of mental control and, and, and so on, and psychic ability. But I... What I loved, one of the things I loved, was the fact that it uni- it was it's a very unifying concept. 
because it's not saying there's just one and only way and, and this is it and if you don't believe that then you're all going to hell or you're all wrong it's saying that certain great teachers came at specific times to specific peoples for a mission uh, not necessarily the mission that you might think they came for but they did come for a mission they may have taught that may not have been their main purpose though for being here but those some of those intelligences actually came from other worlds and they came from all part of a great sort of plan a cosmic plan and to answer your question do they is there cosmic help absolutely you know there was one very simple answer to the question is are flying saucers friendly which was answered in 1958 by an intelligence the same intelligence who actually delivered the nine freedoms that we focus on in the in the spiritual freedom show uh, to the question are they friendly he said if we weren't friendly you wouldn't exist <laughs> it's as simple as that it's very short it's to the point but it says it all um this and yet you've got right now you've got you know uh marco rubio just to name one i mean actually he's doing well in the terms he's trying to break away the stigma against ufos but he's also putting out the idea they could be hostile and so yeah. are many many others it wouldn't be fair just to pick on him you've got the same in britain you've got the same in various parts of the world i think it's a it's a very likely thing they will do and yet clearly if they can come here if they can perform the feats which the u.s navy has now confirmed that they can perform uh, the obama has confirmed even president obama when he admitted it last week was it on the late show had to make a joke this is the trouble yeah. you know and and i'm not knocking him particularly um i think even yesterday i think president biden sort of had to make a joke of it they feel they have to it's sad you know this is a very important topic uh it it affects us all it shouldn't be in any government files it shouldn't be secret and there is nothing to fear if there was anything to fear we'd know about it i'm not saying there aren't hostile aliens out there in the cosmos but we are definitely protected from them by wonderful enlightened spiritual intelligences who inhabit planets that we think are uninhabitable because we're not aware of higher energy levels on this earth never mind on other planets <laughs> such as mars venus jupiter saturn and so on and thank goodness thank god i should say for that um they they are protecting us and they are they are but they what they won't do and we the ethereum society isn't the only organization that actually has said this they won't interfere with us so they'll go so far and they'll go no further but i do think when people whatever information we're given we'll see whether they really do reveal what they really know um if they even reveal a lot of it it'll be good but it won't answer the really important questions that we try to answer in contacts with the gods from space why are they here what is their message how can we cooperate with them you know what is the future plan what is our true history some of those things i don't think governments are going to be able to answer that that's one of the reasons i think some of them keep quiet because they yeah. know they can't answer the questions yeah I want to ask you um do you think other governments will follow suit? Do you they think should. that what uh, happened in the United States under President Trump was an anomaly or do you think people will follow suit? Cuz I think the genie is out of the bottle. 
I, right. I mean, to be honest with you, even if in the United States people wanted to tuck that back in, I think, you, you know, if this current administration tried to like, oh, we're not going to run, I think they'd be in trouble. I think the genie's already out of the bottle. Do you think that will call for other countries to follow suit? I do, actually. I do. I, you know, I'm not, but I think they're also working in subtle ways. I, I actually think some of the people, I'm not saying all of them, but some of the people who are coming out who were former Pentagon officials, former Ministry, British Ministry of Defence people, who are coming out and saying they are sort of breaking away and revealing the truth and so on, I think some of those are probably working still for the government. And, you know, this is their sort of way of getting the information out and sort of preparing the ground. Uh, there are examples. I mean, Chaim Eshed, for example, who was former Israel, uh, head of Israel intelligence, um, has, has come out and, and, and said that there's a, there's a federation uh, of, of friendly beings from other planets. A number of prominent people have, have come out. They're not, you know, mainly American, but they're not all American. There, are, there no, have been people no. in Britain. I mean, even Margaret Thatcher admitted to someone that, that mm-hmm. they exist, but she said, you can't talk about it. Well, why not? You should talk about it. And, and I think the Japanese, I think, I think there will be, to answer your question, yes, I think so, because I think America's breaking ground. And it's interesting. I noticed when you had the um, primaries for the Democratic candidate, I believe I'm writing saying that all of them, except for President Biden, committed to revealing the truth about UFOs. There may be one other, maybe Elizabeth Warren, I'm not sure, but all the others put it in yeah. their platform that they were going to reveal the truth about UFOs. They didn't get elected. Donald Trump, uh, at the beginning, early on, he didn't show a lot of interest. And then towards nope. the end, he did, right at the end. And then he went. So uh, I, I think... The trouble is, and this may sound conspiratorial to a lot of people, but I do think there's also a deep state at work. I mean, you could tell, actually, from watching President Obama on television, and it was true of Winston Churchill, for goodness sake, they don't get told the truth. The people at the top don't get told the truth. There's some people somewhere down the pecking order, so-called, as we say over here, who know, and they don't necessarily want their presidents and their prime ministers to know. And that's very dangerous, really. I agree with you. I mean, and it's really interesting. I'm, it's so funny you mentioned that primary, because first of all, I was a little surprised about the question. I, and uh, I have to really think, was it Elizabeth Warren or somebody else? Um, yes, it may not have been her. I'd have to, other. we'd have to fact check that everybody. Yeah. So maybe yeah. Jacob, Benny, you can fact check that. Um, but for me, it really does talk to what you referenced earlier and what you talk about in the book, which are the nine freedoms. And when I think about the nine freedoms, and let's talk about them for a minute, because I got into a bunch of trouble growing up in the religion that I grew up in. I asked Mm -hmm. the kind of questions as a young kid that I didn't know you were supposed to to ask. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that was so fascinating to me, especially as I grew in that particular religion, and I was a sci-fi crazy kid. If it was on, if, it didn't matter what the show was, what the movie was. It didn't matter. I was right there. I was plugged in. But I would ask these questions and I would get some weird answers. And one of them was, well, wait a minute. And this was me as a kid asking, if God created the universe, if God created this, 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 and on the set, I said, of course, God would have created other planets other people 
from other planets in other universes, right? Cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. It never makes sense to to say you believe in this higher power that is all-knowing, you know, omnipotent, and then say, oh, but by the way, he wouldn't have created those people. And I think this has been the common sense dilemma for a lot of folks, right? Especially yeah. and why spirituality and the and the information on spirituality, when you ask people, are you religious or spiritual, the the, the polls that are coming back are fascinating. I happen to live in one of the most spiritual cities in the country and wow. according to Paul's least religious. And so I want to talk to you yeah. about these freedoms because when I read them and I look at them and certainly you're going to talk, you talk about them on your show, they make so much sense. Bravery, love, service, enlightenment, cosmic consciousness, right? Um, ascension, interplanetary existence, Saturnian existence, and solar existence. And some people may not be familiar with the last. No. Listen but to this, the show. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of like we're not leaving anything out. We're talking about virtues yeah. and we're talking yeah. about knowledge. Mm. Well, I think it's, it's, it's very interesting that of all the qualities – uh, that could be chosen, and there are many great qualities, let's face it, that Mars Sector 6, who delivered these, should should select bravery as the first freedom. And it does actually tally with what we were talking about right at the beginning of this show, namely dealing with the stigmas. And you mentioned the stigmas in psychology and psychiatry and also the whole UFO thing, and it's gone through history and I, too, I can echo your experience of growing up in a religion and I asked various questions which you weren't meant to ask. And, and it, you know, it just I knew and I was very disappointed to find two things. One, that they couldn't answer them. And two, that they didn't really care about the answers. The people yeah. I was dealing with, which was, which was a, a certain religious establishment over here, mm-hmm. um, Christian one, actually. Um, you know, I'm not saying they're bad people, but they just didn't care enough to get to the bottom line. As far as I was concerned, I was only 14 at the time. So I, I looked elsewhere. And I think many people do. But to do that, you have to have a certain bravery. I mean, you need bravery in really in all areas of life. And so to choose bravery, I think is very, very significant. Bravery of thought, bravery to believe what you really do believe, regardless of conditioning, and there's loads of it about of different kinds, and bravery to actually act upon it too. That that's, uh, can be a difficult thing yeah. for a lot of people. Um, then the next one, of course, love. I don't think anyone would argue with love. It's just that love is one of those words that gets banded about and misunderstood <laughs> so yeah. much. And love in its... Actually, love is a very... As described in the, in the Nine Freedoms, very, quite a demanding... Uh, description of what true love is but what it is in essence is an energy and it's it's an energy you can transmit and I think we've all experienced that I I hope people experience that when they listen I'm sure they experience it when they listen to your show and I hope they experience it when they listen to mine not not necessarily from myself but we have guests on who share what they call their moment of truth the moment where they turned and saw what they regarded as the light and we've had many comments from people who said ah that really resonated with me. And it's an energy that's being shared at that moment uh, by, by the person communicating. 
And we do exercises as well. So people can experience yeah. something as a real thing, not an academic thing, but a real thing. And then the third freedom service is the sort of, I would say, the, the benchmark, as it were, really, of that teaching and also of, of the night of the Ethereum Society and of this age, I think. I, I think the days where you should just go off and seek out your own enlightenment away from people and without any concern for other people, those days have gone. I don't think it would really even work if you tried it. I'm sure some people are yeah. trying it, but I don't yeah. believe you'll get very far now. This is an age of coming together of brotherhood, sisterhood, you, you, union, uh, you know, uh, as they used to say, being your brother's keeper, all of that. And so service is the, and service really works. As I said earlier, it, it's not just a theory. You can see it as, a, as karma. Obviously, if you're serving others and you're doing it to help others, not because you want good karma, you're doing it to help other people or otherwise it's not, it won't really work. But if you're doing that, obviously your karma will improve. That's a philosophical thing. That's something you, you can discover. But more importantly, it's an energy which takes place within you, which raises your inner energies to higher levels. Yes, you will start to awaken certainly your intuition. You might get psychic powers of one kind or another, but the most important thing by far, as far as I'm concerned, is your intuition, your inner voice. I've seen top psychics, I've worked with them, and I've seen them not be able to under, to interpret what they're getting properly because they aren't listening to their intuition. They have undoubted powers. They can come on a radio show, I've been sitting next to them, they can tell a caller what colour tie they're wearing, which is quite <laughs> difficult, actually, to do. And we know it's not arranged because we it was set up by the radio station, not by them. Um, and yet they can't interpret some of the things that they're getting and that's the intuition you, you know that's what we all need the inner voice and that leads to the fourth freedom of course which is enlightenment yeah. and enlightenment again is, is not a you know it used to there used to be a so-called age of enlightenment in britain which was a time of intellectual understanding etc isaac newton and many others but really it's a state of being it's it's a state which affects your whole being and when you're in that enlightened state what will you do You'll radiate love and you'll serve. You know, you, you mentioned Operation Prayer Power earlier. Yeah. It, it's just an interesting mission because we store energy. That's a whole subject in itself. And then we can send it out for help in, in the Middle East or with COVID relief or whatever it might be. But I remember attending a, a pilgrimage, as we call them, to, to, to a particular mountain in England. And we were sending out prayer to the world. And uh, a, a yogi master or someone who said they were a guru, let's say, attended and, and well done them. They attended. They came in their flowing robes. They came up with their disciples and, uh, and this uh, guru went up and approached Dr. King, who was a very practical man. He was trying to arrange everything, get everything sorted properly. And this guru said to him, you know, Dr. King, I've been to the Godhead. And Dr. King said to him, I won't, you know, he said, uh, did you take your hat off? Because he had a great sense of humour, Dr. King. That was his first reply. But after that, he said, OK, if you've been to the Godhead, then you know one thing. You know that all is one. And since all is one, the only thing to do is serve. There's nothing else that that can, can teach you. And, and, and then the, this guru did indeed join in, and we sent healing out to the world. First, let me say this. Um, there's so much more. And I want to make sure that folks know this. Um, 
we have heard over time, one of my favorite is Einstein. You know, when Einstein is so, how should I say it, assertive, that you cannot solve the problem at that level. I mean, there's a lot of different ways people paraphrase that. Mm -hmm. You can't solve it at that level. And I think later on, he talked about the spiritual level. But we've learned this, and you just addressed it. And the mission, I think, for us is being open to that innate ability all of us have. Um, Richard, thank you for today. Thank you for what you do. Oh, my gosh. You're going to continue to roll on in your show. How do people listen to it? How do people find out about you? And how do they get a copy of the book? Well, come to my, well, first of all, I would, I would say go to the Ethereus Society website. I think you can get the show there. That's ethereus.org. Uh, you can also get it uh, on the transformation. You can get it on, on certain networks. Uh, you can certainly get it through my website, I'm sure. Uh, that's richardlawrence.co.uk. And you can get the books. You can get them from Amazon, actually, but you can get them from the Ethereus Society or through my website. What's your personal message? What do you want to leave us with today? I think the message I'd like to leave is that the spiritual path is a win-win situation. It's not always easy. I'm not going to say that. It's not free of test. What would it be worth if it was? Uh, uh, but in the end, you're combining these two forces and you're, you're synchronizing, as it were, these two forces, which is serving others and developing yourself. They aren't alternatives. They come together. You can't develop yourself now without serving. But if you serve, you will develop yourself. Richard, thank you so much. Um, thank you, Dr. Can't Pope. wait to see what you're continuing can't wait to see how we move forward. Thank you so much for all that you do. Um, and we have talked about a lot today, but I got to tell you, tune into Richard's show because there's a lot more to talk about. We're going to take a break, Benny. Jacob will be right back. 